Welcome back to Mishnayomi! Today is the day that we conclude, we finish Mesechtas Peya, of course, Hajjan Allah. We will return to you, Mesechtas Peya. We're not leaving you, Mesechtas Peya, but we are excited to say we have gone through the entire Mesechtas Peya. Now, for all of you listeners, please reach out to me, RabbiKatz at AncheChesed.org, or come up to me if you know me, and let me know, do you want a Chazar, a review of all of Peya, the way we did Brachos? All of Brachos in 50 minutes, we'll try to do it with pay as well. Is that helpful? Is that beneficial? Let me know, and we will try to do it if that is what you want. Continuing on yesterday's theme about he who, what someone who's poor gets, and someone who is not, and how do you define poor? In terms of the Tamchoy and the Kupa, we're going to continue. What is considered poor? Obviously, not everyone can get Sadaqah. Where is the cutoff point? Where is the line that one draws between saying you are needy and therefore need tzedakah versus you can get by and therefore you should not take tzedakah and let us remember something so crucial whenever we talk about tzedakah it's not like we have all the money in the world there's only a finite amount of money allocated to tzedakah and there is always an abundance unfortunately of people who need charity and therefore whenever we give charity to one person we are cognizant that we're taking money from a communal fund and giving it to one person at the expense of giving more to someone else. But that's just the way the world functions. When you give money to one person because they need it, someone else is going to get a little less. But because we are so cognizant of that tension, of that of that decision we are making, we are therefore so, so careful about who we give tzedakah to and make sure to ascertain that the person gets the correct amount of tzedakah they are, they are supposed to get and no more and no less. Because again... We're talking about a community here, and there are many people who need, and therefore in order to balance everyone's needs, we need to make sure everyone only gets what they rightly deserve. And that's the running theme throughout the next two Mishnahs. And I think it's a very important, important point to always keep in mind. And that's also, by the way, why the Postkim say, the Postkim point out, that you have to be so careful who you give tzedakah to, and to ascertain, and to ensure that someone who's not a, who's not, uh, uh, fraudulent, who's not committing fraud, who's not pretending and masquerading as someone who needs money because when you give them that money, you're taking from your tzedakah fund. Now, I'm sorry, I'm very excited about tzedakah, and we're already two minutes into this podcast today, and we haven't even began the Mishnah, so I will I will stop now and continue. A person who has 200 zuz, the 200 uh, zuz does not collect leket shechupeya, umaisrani, i.e., they're not considered poor and that they can collect from matnos aniyam. Now, when we say they can have 200 zuz, that can either be liquid cash or that could be in in products or in in some sort of uh, th- something that can easily be liquefied so they can sell it and get money. What if you have 200 minus 1? I feel elf knows and look at achas. How is it you tell? If you give him a blank a check of a thousand, one check. And it's a thousand, he can take it. Why? What's going on here? I don't understand. Two hundred, you can't get anything. One ninety-nine, you can get even a thousand dollars. And the answer is again, because there has to be a cutoff point. And we created seemingly almost an arbitrary cutoff point of before this, you can collect stucca. After this, you can no longer collect stucca. But once you're collecting stucca, as long as it's a single check, you can get as much as is given. How you What if a person has two hundred dollars, but he hasn't leaned on it? As in, it's tied up. It's tied up because he has a creditor who's going to come collect from it, or he ha- he has given it, he's he signed a guarantor on someone else's loan, or it's tied up between in his ksuba's ishta that his in, in the ksuba he wrote for his wife. That's the two hundred money he promised her. Two hundred he, he promised her. How is it yitel? Then he can take it because again, 
Money is only as good as it can buy something. It's money. All money is is that it gives you purchasing power. If you do not have that purchasing power, then it's a piece of paper. It's a coin. So therefore, here, where you don't have purchasing power because it's tied up with someone else, with something else, so then you're considered poor. Even if you have all that money in the bank, similar to what we mentioned a few, a few weeks ago, last week, about the wealthy person traveling from place to place, but he didn't have any money with him, and therefore he can collect from the local, local tzedakah. Ein mechaiv on salimkar is beso misho. We do not require a person to sell his soul house or the utensils for which he earns his livelihood with. And this is also a very critical point. If a person has three houses, so then we say you have to sell a house rather than take money from Sadaka, because you're effectively, by taking money from Sadaka, as we've been, we noted earlier, you're preventing someone else from getting Sadaka. But if you only have one house, even if that house is very, very lavish and big and huge, so we don't require you to sell it. So too, also, we don't take away your utensils that you need in order to do your job. If you're a potterer, we don't take away your pottery wheel. And that makes a lot of sense because the idea of tzedakah is not that you live on welfare forever, but rather that it helps you get back to your feet. And if we take away the means to which you need to get back to your feet, you've defeated seemingly the purpose of tzedakah, and therefore we don't take it away. That is Mishnah Ches. Mishnah test, the last Mishnah in this Masechda. I'm excited. Let's say a person has 50 Zuz. So as we noted earlier, if you have 200 Zuz, you're considered, you're considered wealthy or wealthy enough. You have enough money. Now, let's not call it wealthy. You can't collect from Sadaka. What if you only have 50? However, you're a very savvy business person, and you know how to take that 50 and multiply it. You know how to take that 50 and make money so that you can, owe, you can earn, earn some sort of interest on it so that you can end up You'll end up with every day a little bit more cash. Who knows him knows them? You can make you can do business with it. How is that low you tell? If you have fifty dollars, you only have fifty dollars, but you know that every single day by the end of the day that fifty becomes fifty-five. And with that fifty-five, you can buy your two pseudos, so you can't collect from Sadaka because we don't look at you about how much money you have in the bank, but rather, as we said earlier, how much can you expend? And here you can expend a lot because you can invest and you know how to invest in a very savvy way. The whole and now the mission is gonna transition to some more agotic. Ideas when it comes to collecting tzedakah. A person who doesn't need tzedakah and says they need tzedakah and collects tzedakah, says the Mishnah, they will not leave this world until they actually need tzedakah, until they actually need other people. Essentially, the Mishnah is saying, the way Hashem operates in this world is if you go and masquerade as someone who's, po- who's impoverished and you collect money, Hashem's going to make it that you're at- one day you're actually going to need to collect money. And I think what's driving it here is the idea of Mida Keneged Mida, that the Hashem operates this world to ensure that there's a certain justice to it. In fact, a nice piece in a few weeks goes Parsha. Yisro, Vayishma Yisro, says Yisro heard, what did Yisro hear? So he says Rashi heard all about Kriyas Yamsuf. I heard a beautiful interpretation today from Rabbi Netanel Weirblank, which is why I'm mentioning it now because I heard it today. Rabbi Weirblank said, perhaps what Yisro heard was as follows. He knew what was the source, what was the source for the biggest agony of the Jewish people, that Paro took all the boys, he threw them into the, into, into the water. He tried to end the Jewish people by throwing them into the water. And what did Hashem do? Hashem ended the Egyptian people by casting them into the water. And that's what Yisrael heard. Yisrael said, If there's a world that operates in a way where there's justice is meted out in such a clear way that they tried to do it one way, and Hashem punished them the other way, there's clear justice, there must be a, a king, there must be a judge, there must be a, someone, a, a ruler, and that's what he heard, and that's what so impressed him and caused him to join the Jewish people. Mida connected Mida. Very interesting idea. The Chomi Shitzarach Lito, the Enonoto. What about someone who needs to collect Sdaka, and they don't collect Sdaka? 
And again, all this has to be within within reason. If you really need tzedakah and you end up not collecting tzedakah and you die, that's that's wrong. But what if someone needs to collect and they scrape by without collecting? He won't die until others, until others need him. Again, what's happening here is he scrapes by and he finds a way to be, he finds a way to be, um, he finds a way to be, to, to, to go to work and not collect for stuck and not with staff to others. So then, so then he, um, eventually people will rely on him as in he'll be in the position to give tzedakah. That's what the Pesach says, which we say in the benching. Praise be the person. Praise be the person who puts his, his, his trust in Hashem. And Hashem will be his trust. He has a, a, a matter amount of betachon. And therefore he engages in that hishtadlis. And he ultimately becomes someone who people rely on him. As in he has the ability to give. And so to a, a judge who judges according to the truth. A judge is not swayed by money. A judge is not swayed by influence. A judge who does that din emes amito, so to on him we say, uh, on him we say, Baruch HaGever Asher Yiftach Hashem. Praise be the person who puts his trust in Hashem. And the idea here, I believe, comes, what I think is from the Chobos HaLevavos who points out, someone who has true betachon, who really has faith and trust in Hashem, is never going to be afraid of someone else. Is never going to be afraid because they know ultimately Hashem's in control, Hashem's in charge, there's no, there's no need to fear another man. And so too, a judge who, judge who judges truth, according to the truth, then Mito, he's not swayed by fear about the, the person who's in front of him, who may have a, the ability to, so to speak, hurt him. He says, no, you can't hurt me. I'm placing my trust in Hashem. Hashem becomes his source of trust. Hashem watches out for him. Therefore, it gives him the ability to do Mito without fear. What about a person? And this is very interesting. This really drives what we opened up with. You have a person who's not a crippled, who's not blind, who's not beseach, who's again, not, not, not crippled in two legs. But he acts in a way that he looks like he's blind. He looks like he's a crippled. A person who, again, masquerades, who pretends to have some sort of real, real issue, real ailment in order to collect tzedakah. So Hashem says, you're going to end up, before you die, you're going to end up having this actual illness, this actual issue. And what the post can, the, the, the uh, Mepharshim point out here, which is most amazing, is we're not talking about a random guy who's totally healthy, who pretends to be uh, a, a cripple in order to collect money. We're talking about someone who's actually poor, who needs tzedakah, but he goes ahead and acts in a way and pretends that he's even in a worse situation, that he's blind, so people give him even more money. That's who we're talking about, and that's who we give this curse to and say, you're going to end up blind, you're going to end up crippled. And the idea, again, is that when it comes to, the, to tzedakah, we are so cognizant of the fact, we're so aware of the fact that every dollar given to one person is a dollar taken away from someone else, and therefore we want you to only get what you deserve, only get what you need. And if you only need $30... So you get $30, and if you pretend to need $60 because you're blind, you need to pay the pet food for your seeing eye dog, so then now you actually have done the wrong thing, and you're going to end up that way. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Sedek, Sedek, Tirdof. Pursue justice. We do, we pursue justice. We do only what is just, and it's not just to pretend, to lie, to say you're worse off than you really are in order to collect more money, which again is a lesson for all of us in terms of when we think about what, even when we're chasing justice, the pursuit of justice has to be tzedek. That's what we say twice. Tzedek, tzedek, tirdof. We chase justice, but we chase justice in a way 
of justice. You, it's not it's not justice to achieve justice through means that are not that are that are not appropriate, that are not straight, that are not tzedek. You have to pro, you have to use tzedek in order to get tzedek. Any dayan who collects shochad, who gets takes bribes, he doesn't die before his eyes become darkened. Remember, says, don't collect shochad, don't collect briberies, bribes, because bribery blinds those who see straight. Once someone is once someone takes a bribe, they're now susceptible to whatever the person who gives them wants, even if they don't go fully in, but at least someone, that's why bribery is so bad. This concludes Masechtas Peah on this note, talking about the importance of tzedakah, talking about the importance of tzedek, though, of pursuing tzedakah in a righteous way, both on the, on the end of the he who's giving and on the receiving end. I everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos, and I look forward to beginning the next Masechtas with you, Masechtas Demai, starting tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos.